0: Hello hello my Intelligent webbers. I'm actually with the guest of Owner, which is Victoria Laban.
1: Ah, bonjour, ça va. Ça va? Oui. Hello yes. everyone.
0: Hello. So Victoria is a hell of fame uh, international speaker. Yeah. You like you work with a lot of uh, very famous companies. We'll talk about it like just after. And you will share today how basically to communicate better in all the different formats that right. come today, like video, audio, uh, how to do better presentations. Yes. So, and how to
1: express your ideas.
0: It's going to be awesome. So first, can you tell us uh, for, for what kind of companies you worked already?
1: Well, I have done work with Microsoft, Starbucks, wow. PayPal, French company, you know, JC Deco. Yes. Uh, they have a North American division. I've mm-hmm. worked with Cisco. I've worked with Zillow, New York Life Insurance, probably 700 organizations at this point. Wow. That's yeah. like a big stuff. It's big stuff. and also with a lot of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and also with a lot of artists. So I work in three categories, executives, entrepreneurs, and artists.
0: All right. And a lot of people who are watching these right now are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs. There are a few artists, a few corporate people. So let's focus on uh, the the entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. Yes. So uh, you have like how many years of experience in these, like 30 years, 25? Hundred. 100.
1: 100.
0: all right okay and yes. you, you 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 are i mean i remember because we are part of the same mastermind you did a presentation for us about how to be better better presenters yes and basically you gave us a lot of advice and one of them that really stick in my mind is how to use our body yes. you know that most people when they do a conference they are like that you know right they are, or maybe they will just move a little bit their hands yes. but it's like very static yes and you told a bit you have all the space yes. you can use and you, right. can, you can really like do a lot of stuff right. you know right. and you, you almost uh, you, you did a bird at some point right. Or, yeah, yeah right yeah. And, and you were lying down right so is it the first thing that we should have in mind that we could uh use a little bit more of just what is available around us
1: well i think the first thing is that the most important thing whenever you're expressing your ideas whether it's on video or one-on-one or in a room or on a TED stage or on Oprah is to come from a place of authenticity. And then if physicality, to your point, is part of what you want to use, that's great. But if it feels inauthentic to you, you can't use it. It's, it's it's a lot of problems in the presentation skills world where people say, you know, stand like this and gesture like this. And then what happens is people turn into puppets. You know, this, by the way, in my opinion, is something you should never do because it's not, no one stands like this in life. Who stands like this in life? Nobody stands like this in life. I would like
0: a coffee, please.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. So when I see people doing what I call the pyramid hand, I know they're not authentic, mm. right? Because you've got to come from a place that's right. And I think when we're connected to what I call your through line, what's coming from within, we use our bodies naturally. And so part of what I do when I help entrepreneurs is I remove the barriers Mm -hmm. that keep them from being who they really are.
0: Mm.
1: Get out of your own way.
0: And sometimes you, you, maybe some people could like express themselves a little bit more with their body, but it's out of their comfort zone and they need a bit of training, right?
1: It's both. It's partly permission, Uh because sometimes people say to me, oh, wow, I didn't know I could move around. I thought I had to stand like this. So part of it's permission to use the platform or use this frame and part of it's training. So part of that's what I give them is is different strategies and techniques to use their body effectively.
0: And so, how, so you, you said it's really important to uh, be authentic and connected to uh, what we are. So there are there ways to make sure we are well connected to ourselves?
1: Yes. Well, whenever you present, whenever you communicate, whenever you express your idea, the first thing I have people do is connect to what I call their through line. And that's a theater term. So in the program I have, Rock the Room, we talk about the through line. What is driving you from the inside out? It's not the theme, it's not the topic, it's why is this message important to you? Mm -hmm. Why in the big scheme of life does this really matter? Mm -hmm. And when we get connected to that, not like I have to do a video, I have a meeting, I have to present on camera, I have to present live. It's If you were to stand up on the moon, Mm -hmm. if you were to stand up on the moon and look back at your life here on earth. So imagine you're up on the moon and you're looking back at this tiny globe, this green globe glowing in the dark night of outer space from the moon looking back at your life on earth why does this interview matter to you? Hmm. I'll ask you right now like let's imagine we're up there Olivier okay that's a good question okay so So I'm on the moon and
0: I'm looking at me from like very far far
1: away and you're here interviewing Victoria for your audience why does this matter in the big scheme of life?
0: well I help. I hope it will help people not to be uh, better to expressing themselves and communicating their ideas, and you know, spreading their message. Okay. Yeah.
1: So when you connected to that through line, that this whole interview is geared in that direction. Mm-hmm. So you're like, how can I help my audience express themselves better? When you come from that place, it's an authentic place. It's connected to what you believe, and so for me, my whole through line is around helping people express themselves. So whether it's my stepdaughter helping her be who she is, or whether it's me with this audience of entrepreneurs, or whether it's in Risk which is another communication I have where I help people do that in their lives. It's really about that. And the moment I try to do something else, it's problematic.
0: (laughs) So that's a really cool exercise that everyone can do like right now. Right?
1: I call it the moon view. Stand up on the moon. moon And then I say, what's the nobility? behind your work. It's mm, the same idea. Good
0: question. What's
1: the nobility? Mm. Because sometimes we get scared I have to stand right or say the right things. You go, no, no, no. What's my through line? What's the nobility behind my work? What is this really all about? And it just changes your whole communication and people can feel it.
0: Mm. can feel it. And so it's all about like also being clear about what your why is. Yes. It, so it's connected to uh, also what Simon Sinek shared, you know, in his famous. statement. Yeah. TED it's or, a little different. Okay. So what, what is the difference? In your?
1: Well. I like to think of your through line as also appearing in any given scene. Sometimes the why is, is hard for people. You know, it's this general theoretical idea and there's such value in Simon's work. I know him, he's terrific. I also take the through line and I break it down to any given scene. So my background, I come from the performing arts. Mm-hmm. So I spent 20 years as a comedian, as a writer, performer on theater and film. And in the, in the acting world we talk a lot about uh, an intention. So if my intention is to flirt with you, or if my intention is to threaten you. It's not the same. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I can still say the same words in any uh, intention. So for example, if I want to say, um, excuse me, you know, we, we hear that phrase, excuse me all the time. I can either be like, oh, excuse me, like I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or my intention could be to get you to move out of my way. Like, yeah,
0: excuse ex- me. Yeah, exactly. Or you can even be uh, angry.
1: Right, excuse me. Yeah. So it's not about the words, it's about the intention, the through line behind them. So the way I see the through line is not just a general why, it's really more, what's my overarching through line to help people express themselves. Hmm. Now in any given moment, how does that show up in a verb? Hmm. In this moment, like I want to make it clear, so my verb right now is to clarify what the through line is. So Hmm. I'm doing everything I can to clarify, then it might be to entertain. To, to or to help you feel more loose you know that's why I do this thing like because people go oh that's funny I get it so I'm always using different verbs like to entertain to clarify to bring out my larger through life so it just it makes it very accessible so when people get caught up in their like uh, I don't know it's somewhere out there my purpose in life which you know people are so obsessed with their purpose like what's my purpose instead of saying what's my verb
0: Hmm. Right now. It seems more accessible. It's
1: much more accessible. Uh,
0: because some, yeah, sometimes you you don't know really what is your big why or you forget it. You, yeah. don't, you cannot really express it every yeah. time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. the through line is really an acting term from a great Russian theater artist named Stanislavsky, And it just makes it accessible because his it was an acting term to say every character in a play has a driving force behind their behavior. Hmm. Every character is driven through the play by something. And so... What's driving you? If your noble intent, your nobility behind your work, is to help people express themselves mm-hmm. or the entrepreneurs to do better work, yeah. to have better lives, that's your noble intent. Yes, it is. Right.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's awesome. So awesome. ask, ask, <laughs> awesome. ask yourself, uh, what is my noble intent? You know, and obviously, also you want to make money. You know, have a good time and stuff like that. But. You also have a mission you want to accomplish through this, yes. you know. So do, have you heard of the concept of uh, Ikigai, Japanese yes, concept? Yes, yeah. I love that. So, so it's connected to yes, that, right? It's
1: like that. I think Ikigai is a little different uh, in a beautiful way because that has many components. Like what's your passion? What's your purpose? You know, I think it's four components or maybe even more, maybe yeah, it's seven. Four.
0: It's like uh, the mission. Uh, the economic potential, yes. uh, the skills, and yes. the passion. And, the and then passion, you have right. the Ikigai, which is it's your the center result. of all that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And so what's different here is I'm not talking about the economic yeah. piece of it or I'm not talking about the passion. Those are important, but the through line is really not about that. It's mm-hmm. one piece of it.
0: It's like the mission.
1: It's like the mission.
0: It's a mission. So it's connected to the big why, but in a more accessible way. And I think so. So yeah, it's like, what is my verb? So, so in any
1: given moment. Huh. It's always changing. So for, for you, I'll make it very accessible for you, if you're, if you're doing a video, or let's say you're coming onto a big stage, your opening moment, the first moment has a verb to it. So it might be to welcome people, like welcome entrepreneurs. And all I'm trying to do with my body language and my voice and my energy is to welcome you. But sometimes people will get on camera and they'll go like, welcome everyone, my name is Olivia Roland. I am so happy you're here. <laughs> Right? And nothing about that communicates welcome, right? <laughs> right. right? But if I say to people, this is why I don't like to script things, I say, look, all you have to do, I just want you to, to welcome people. And they go, oh, okay, my verb is to welcome. Mm. You know, It's like this, I say that when I work with companies on their expression and communication, it's like a receptionist. Sometimes receptionists, they're not really receptionists. They're supposed to receive. That's their job title, to receive. So if someone comes in the office, they're supposed to say, Welcome. Can I help you? But sometimes they're like this. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. You know, I call them rejectionists. <laughs>
0: rejectionists. You know, they're like... They're like <laughs> I mean, who never uh, met someone like that? I mean, right at the doctor's right? office, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> so their verb is to welcome, right? And, and to receive. That's so good. Right? So like for you, when you get on camera, the first thing you might think of, is, okay, what's my opening verb? Mm. And it, it might not be to welcome. Maybe it's to challenge. Maybe your opening verb when you come on stage or into a room or on camera is to challenge the audience to get them curious. Hmm. Right? It might be like, do you ever wake up in a panic just thinking about your day? You know, that's like, right?
0: That's pretty good. Right? Yeah.
1: Or uh, something else. So the, and, but the point here is that the verb is changing throughout the meeting, the video, the presentation. So your opening verb is to welcome. Then it's to challenge. Then it's to entertain. And so it has this experience that's changing all the time.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So, for example, someone who wants to create uh, like YouTube videos, he can yeah. just ask himself before, yeah. like, what will be my verb yes. in this video? Right. Okay.
1: And then in any given moment.
0: And Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you, you can have like a verb uh, for the whole video and all the verbs throughout. Exactly. Yes.
1: So you have an overarching verb, which is your through line, mm-hmm. and then you have verbs throughout.
0: And it's it's connected to the through line, too. Absolutely.
1: They're all in service of the larger through line. So if my through line is to help people express themselves or your through line is to help people, what? Build better Uh, lives,
0: being more free and uh, being more free, yes. And giving more value to the world, too. Yeah. Why giving more value to the world? Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's also connected to, you know, finding the Ikigai. uh, Right. And stuff, you know, ideally. So. Wow, that's really cool, you know, just to ask this kind of question before, and also when you write the script of the video. Yeah. So, you did a few videos for your YouTube channel, right? I did. Okay, and did you write uh, the script in advance, or do you are you more like, okay, it will be my subject, and then I will talk about it? How do you work with
1: Well, that? I have a whole strategy I've developed called V-Cards. V stands for Victoria. And I only have called them V-Cards because Susan, who's in our mastermind, mm-hmm. had said, oh, they're called V cards. I said, I don't know. She said, no, that they're gonna be called V cards. So, Next question.
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> so essentially it's a it's a way to map out the structure of your communication, whether mm-hmm. it's a workshop, a mastermind, a retreat, a video, I mean everything I'm sharing here applies no matter it's a one-on-one or one to thousands. And each moment has an index card, a V card. So you think of a three by five inch colored index cards. Mm -hmm. And you put them in a series, almost like what I call a constellation. So you think of the stars in the sky, you don't don't have to know exact... uh, Let me put it this way. If you think... I'm trying to say three things at once. Each index card is like a star in -hmm. the constellation. So you have your opening star is to welcome. And then your next star might be to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And it's the story of meeting Victoria. And the next is to give some statistics and the next is to give an example. And so all, you know, is you're going to welcome people. You're going to tell a story about Victoria. You're going to have some statistics and then you're going to give it. and so all you have to memorize is those four things, hmm. right? Yeah. And then you use your own words. You don't script it word for word. Other, okay. Right. Twisting. So it's like a series of stepping stones or stars in the constellation. That's how I do my speeches.
0: Oh, really? So you don't, you never like learn the text by heart. Even when no. you did your TEDx? No. Wow, interesting. Okay, no. Because you did a TEDx.
1: I did a TEDx. It's called Risk Forward. Yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah. Very proud of it because uh, it, it was from my heart and something I feel strongly about.
0: Yeah. We, we put the link in the description if, if you want to, yeah. to watch. And
1: I have a book coming out on that next next year.
0: So, so what is the name of the book? The know? name of
1: the book, I think, is Risk Forward. Whoa, okay. Yeah.
0: Maybe it will change, we don't know. We don't know. Because but, it's yeah. going to be published in like 12 months, more or less. Yes. Yes, so, yeah, wow. In March so, 2021. What would it be about, by the way? Just like a
1: little, a little you know, teaser. teaser yeah. A little teaser, a little teaser. <laughs> so, it's about finding your own authentic path through life and expressing your ideas the way that only you can. Because here's what I find is happening in the world a lot. Mm-hmm. even in the entrepreneur world, is everyone starting to look the same. Everyone's starting to do things because they can make money at it, but it's not really what lights them up. Or they're doing it because someone else told them. Or they set a goal, but it's not really a goal from within. And I actually think goal setting can lead us astray.
0: Hmm. Really?
1: I think that decisiveness can be overrated. Huh. So this is a book in honor of going into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Finding your own way forward and expressing your ideas in the way that only you can. So it's about creating your original path forward.
0: Interesting. So it means like you you, you have an idea of the global mission, but you don't want to be too specific about the goals. Exactly. Because your what you say is like it can maybe make you blind of other opportunities. Exactly. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, and a lot of a lot of time makes you less happy when you live life like that.
0: Hmm. Uh, it seems to be a little bit. Um, challenging uh, or maybe contrary to like uh, the law of attraction for example uh
1: possibly i mean i do think there's value there for sure but i also feel that uh life can bring you more than you can possibly imagine sometimes
0: Mm -hmm. so you need to add a bit of uh, serendipity a little serendipity you can say that in english also right yeah
1: and so the book is a series of principles from the arts which is my background to help people risk forward. And risk forward, by the way, comes from the great French mime, Marcel Marceau. Mm-hmm. So I studied mime with Marcel Marceau. And there was a type of movement he taught us, which was being a little forward. Your weight was forward. You're almost off so, balance. Like that? Yes, yeah, yeah. so I, I don't want to stand because I'll go out of frame and hit the yeah. microphone. <laughs> but you know, the idea was you were leaning forward and as exposed possibly, you know, risking forward. He called it risque avant.
0: Risk avant. Risk avant. Risk avant.
1: Okay. And it was that sense of being forward. And that's how I think we do our best work in life.
0: Hmm. Always you, a, not in a a equilibrium. Off, yeah, a little bit. A
1: little off balance.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think sometimes. Like when we walk.
1: Basically. Like when we walk. And I think sometimes goals, you know, people say go for your goal. That's not as hard as not knowing what your goal is and going forward. Hmm. Right? Going for your goal, yeah, it takes a little bit of courage. But what takes more courage is going into the unknown because you can't define why. You can't explain it. Something's bringing you forward and you're trusting that. Wow. And that's scary.
0: That's cool. Do you have an example from your life of when you did that? You know,
1: Sure. My whole life. This is my entire career. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it, when it, it started for me when I was in my 20s and um, all my friends were getting very clear degrees and they started graduating and getting PhDs and jobs and I had none of that. Hmm. I was studying mime, I was studying physical comedy, I was studying acting, I was studying mask and movement, like a clown, like a European uh, performance. And everyone said, you know, what are you doing with all this? Where's that going? I didn't know.
0: Hmm. I was
1: making no money, really.
0: So you were doing what you like.
1: Yeah. And it took me to places I couldn't have imagined. Here I am then doing corporate work for six figures. Right. Because of that.
0: Yeah. Crazy.
1: I didn't get married thought. until I was in my 40s. Hmm. And everyone said, oh, you're going to get married. And now I have the most incredible marriage. So it's about trusting what's right for you, even if you can't defend it with logic.
0: Hmm. Wow. And you, you need to, have a, to be bold to do that. That's
1: my point. I think that takes more courage than going for your goal. Huh.
0: But the risks are also a little bit higher, don't you think? Completely. Yeah. But it, it's worth
1: it. I think so. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Wow, and, and so it's
1: very exciting. <laughs> so it, it, the it, books makes, are, it
0: makes life more spicy too, right? And
1: it does, and you don't know, and you know, there's a lot of pressure to know. Everyone's like, "Where are you going? What's your goal? What's your plan? What's your five-year plan?" And for all of you who feel pain when mm. someone says, "You know, what's your goal? What's your five-year plan?" Uh, this is for you.
0: Awesome. And do you think maybe it's also a more feminine way of uh, looking at the goals? I no? don't think so. No. Okay.
1: I mean, I think uh, in my experience. Because I work with executives, as I said, entrepreneurs and artists. In my experience, this is how all of the best of the best hmm. do their work. Hmm. I mean, Jeff Walker, for example, mm-hmm. the, the person who runs the mastermind that we're both in, yeah. he did not ever set out to have this business. Yeah, It happened by doing one thing into the next. True. Let's talk about your life. Yeah. Did, this, did you as the YouTube sensation you are? Was this your goal?
0: No, no, for sure. I mean, when I started like uh, to do a one video day challenge for 60 days, I never thought it would grow into this big channel of right. uh, two, more than 200,000 people. Right. For sure. I mean, so many things. Exactly. When I started my first blog in 2008, uh, 2007, actually, I, didn't, I never thought it would bring right. me here.
1: So why did you start the blog?
0: Well, I wanted to, uh, I, I always like to write yeah. and I didn't take the time. And also I was exploring uh, new ways, you know, I, I didn't do anything before on the internet. And I was like, okay, I want to, to try something. Right. So I just, I was like, okay, let's let's try this. I, I will like to write. It will uh, teach me something. Maybe I can make it, uh, make a business out of it. I, I don't know. Right. We'll see. And worst case, I mean, I will not have lost my time. It's better than playing video games, you know. Right. right. So it was more like, you know, like exploration. An exploration.
1: Yes. And absolutely. look where it led you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. And had you not enjoyed it, you would have changed directions. You would have said, I don't like this because you had no pressure. It was just an exploration. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so that's my point when we just sort of see where things take us. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying goals are all bad because no. you had a goal to say, I'm going to do a 30 day video challenge. That's fine because it was a game. It was fun. But it's when the goals become constricting to us, it's a problem. Hmm or when they're driven from the outside force. It's called goal contagion, hmm. you know? You want the goal that the other person around you or your community has, but it doesn't come from within.
0: Hmm.
1: And that happens a lot in society. People get married by 30 because they think they're supposed to get married by 30. For sure. Yeah, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your personal life, right? That's all been led by just following what was right for you. You yes. probably had a lot of pressure.
0: To my, to, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh, as uh, uh, people in my audience know, I'm also in open relationship. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I did a few videos about that. Uh, go see the uh, my uh, chronicle of the book, The Ethical Slut, La Salope Ethique, best title ever. And yeah, so, you know, it's not like, uh, yeah, I create, decided to create my own path for right. sure and to explore it. Right. And if this tomorrow I want to marry and have a monogamous relationship, I can do if I want. Right. It's not like, you know. Yes, Yeah.
1: exactly. But my point is, you've done what's true to you. Yeah, yeah true. And everyone that in our group has so much respect for you because you you do things your own way you know it's very courageous you're risking forward. your whole life is risking forward
0: thank you yeah no i see your point now (laughs) even better yeah that's cool oh yeah okay yeah so yeah so that's a powerful message guys all right so you you can like try to be like anyone else and obviously we cannot be completely original right it's normal we have influences and this kind of stuff right but what is the thing that you really want to explore and that maybe most people will don't get, you know. And it's the and then, same when I created my first company at uh, 19, you know. If I would have done a survey around me, uh, and a lot of people would have said, no, don't do that. Right. So. And you probably,
1: did you know what you were going to do instead of quitting? Yeah. No? Yeah. No. That's my point. You yeah. went into the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's, that's harder than going for a goal. You're like, I know this is not right. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know this is not right and I'm going to trust that.
0: But I also had the goal of creating my business and making it successful. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it was the unknown in the sense that I didn't know where it would drive me. For sure, I anyway, knew it was amazing. But yeah, so, and yeah. you
1: have an extraordinary life now. Yeah, I so, do. But that came from you. Risking forward. Anyway, that's the book that's coming out next year. So we we're we're do. We we'll do, we'll do another. We'll, we'll do another video on that because there's a lot more to say. It's very exciting. But if you want a taste of it now, you can go to Risk Forward.
0: And so uh, let, let's go back to uh, you know the framework you gave to create videos. Yeah. Because it's really interesting because you said uh, there's always like this constellation. Yeah. And you know when I do videos and I think a lot of people do that they have bullet points. Yeah. But it's bullet points about content. You, it's bullet points about structure, which I like. and
1: experience.
0: And experience. So it's interesting because, I mean, I never thought of that, actually. Yeah, Yeah. 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 it's like introduction, story. uh.
1: Right. So, yeah, I call it full spectrum speaking. So you want to think about, like, all the colors, like in a prism, like a rainbow. So if it's all just bullets of content, it's going to be like blue, 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 and the audience. But it's like you have a piece of content that's blue. And then you have a story that's bright yellow and it's funny. And then you have some quotations that might be green. And so it's like there's content. Then there's something that's bright and fun in the story. And then there's some quotations that inspire us. And so the audience is always having that full spectrum experience. So when I have my students map out their video or map out their talk, we actually put it on the index cards in the color. Hmm. So like the first card, which is the first star, might be, Uh, let's see it's a content piece so maybe it's blue and then we have a yellow index card that says story about you know when I fell off my bike and that's a funny story
0: and you know that yellow is a story yeah okay so it's like a color code that you know it's a color
1: code and then you might have a, a quotation that might go on a purple card so I can come over if I'm coaching you and I coach people by video all the time and I have them lay out their cards I'll go like you have too many stories in a row you have too many bullet awesome. content. So you can see the composition mm. of someone's speech. Like you can just, you know, we have a, a mutual friend named Ricardo and he was, he's one of my students and he had laid out his speech and we all came over to look at it. We went, oh, this is way too much content. There's too many points here. Right away. Right away. And you you even don't even at...
0: need to know the content, but they yes. say just yes. the structure, yeah. which is awesome.
1: Because the core tenet, so Rock the Room, which is my program, is based on the concept that you always take your information and you merge it with an experience. Mm. What I mean by that is, you have content, information, you wanna get across, but you're saying, how can I keep the audience on this journey? So they're always engaged. Mm. So maybe I tell a story, maybe I show a video, maybe I do something physical. So you're telling them information, but you're making it, you're wrapping it in experiences. So then they learn, but they don't realize they're learning and they're never bored.
0: Mm, that's really important, right? especially in Today, when you know you have so many distractions widely available in a click, and so uh, do you. So you have a course about that
1: called "Rock the Room." I do,
0: and that's. But it's not only to rock a room; it's also to rock videos and any kind of content, really. And do you have like a? Uh, structures that you you saw are working better usually you know because like do you know for example when you do a presentation of one hour okay for example what 10% will be stories 20% will be yeah? Uh, yeah?
1: No I don't and I'll tell you why because every audience is different mm-hmm. so for example if you were speaking to financial analysts right or people that were very driven by data like engineers mm-hmm. the amount of Information to experience is going to vary. Like the, if you tell too many stories, yeah, they're going to say, This is no value here. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: you just so, need a little bit. It's like spice. You that's want to right. Put just the right amount. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when I teach Rock the Room, one of the first exercises we go through after the through line is who, what, where, when, why. So who's that audience? Because mm-hmm. are they people who need a lot of entertainment? Are they people who want, you know, and then, you know, what are they there for? Where is this taking place? Because that affects everything, you know. Um, what time, like is it eight in the morning? You know, are you are you in a video funnel or, and they've seen many videos and they're exhausted, so what has to start the video to engage them? So you're always looking at, and then the why, what's the nobility behind the work? So you're always looking at each audience uniquely. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Right? So I, as, a, as a speaker, because part of my work is speaking, part of my work is teaching expression. If I'm speaking to the police force, which I have. Really? <laughs> In New York City, the NYPD, the New York Police Department, it's very different than if I'm speaking to a thousand insurance agents.
0: Of course. What do you talk about to the police? I'm just curious. Uh,
1: that was a long time ago. That was maybe 10 or 12 years ago. So they'd asked me to come in and do a communications workshop and uh, and to also entertain. Them. It was the end of the year. Mm, okay. So that's also driven by what the client wants. Mm. You know?
0: Okay. And so, yeah, n- now you... People call you. You you are like a reference in different agencies, and uh, when people want to have like an inspirational, amazing speaker, they can book you through this kind of. They can book
1: me through an agency. Yeah, Yeah. and one of the first questions I ask on the interview is what percentage of entertainment versus education? Interesting question. Okay. Um,
0: And do you advise them about that? Usually, do do you like tell them what will be, in your opinion, the best number?
1: No, because Because they know the the whole experience. So, for example, I was in Vegas two weeks ago. I had a small amount of time. Uh, The women had had a full day of information. They were exhausted, and Uh, and they just wanted me to come in and and do something that was fun, that gave them a little bit of value, but that was a lighthearted end of the day. Mm. No, Other times, I'm out in the morning, they're like, we really want a lot of value here. We want them to learn and take notes. and That's a different speech.
0: You can do both. I can do both. Because you have this amazing like training of SME and uh, yeah. All of it.
1: So then you just put together the cards to have that experience. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So oh. yeah. So, so I want to give you a tip that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is a game changer for all of you, for you, for the crew.
0: I'm all ears. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, you may have heard it because people talk about it now after they've learned from me, but we call it KDF. KDF. Have you heard it?
0: No. I, I can't wait.
1: Okay. So, in any moment of expression, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're talking to your kid or mm-hmm. you're talking to your lover or you're talking to an audience of a thousand, uh, you're thinking, what do I want them to know, do, and feel?
0: Ah, yes. Okay. No, I remember now. Okay. So
1: that determines. Know,
0: do, and feel. Yeah. So,
1: know is the thing that we always think about. What's the content? What's the information? I have to teach all this. But what we forget is, what actions do I want them to take? You know, what's the call to action or what do I really want them to do as a result? And then the piece that so often people forget is what do we want them to feel?
0: Mm, true. Right? Yeah, 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 It's true.
1: We want them and so that's when you you you, you say something that you then afterwards regret because it does you, you said what you needed, but it doesn't feel right. You know? And then you don't get the result you wanted. Yeah. And for any of the entrepreneurs here, you know, if you're if you're on an interview, And one of the things you want people to do is download a chapter of your book or go to your blog and you forget to say that. You're like, ah, I do this whole interview and then I forget to have them download the chapter because you forgot the do, which is download, download my (laughs) chapter. You know, so, so I just, I, whenever I teach people, you know, whatever the speaker is, I always say, what's the no do feel?
0: Wow, cool. Yeah, it's also a great, uh, great question to ask before you do a video. All uh, of it. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. We, you already gave us like a lot of tips to structure our yeah. content. And I love these kind of questions, you know, because it creates a better inter- interface with your audience and what you want to achieve. You know? yeah. it, make you, it makes you like uh, be more clear yeah. about what you want yeah. to convey.
1: And what I love about it is it makes you more clear, but it doesn't make you too stri- structured and like too um, restricted. Because when I work with the constellation and the cards, it gives you what I call structured spontaneity. Because you have the constellation.
0: structured spontaneity. Right.
1: So you, you kind of know where you're going, but you're not scripted every word. Mm. And what happens when people read from a teleprompter is that they're kind of, I call it, tight to the rails. They're like stuck. They're like have to go through. And none of their expression come out because they're trying to get the words. Right? Instead of just having that freedom of full expression where they can be who they are, and they, But they still know where they're going. Mm. They're not winging it. Mm. They know the first moment, they know the final moment, and they know each star in between.
0: And wow, so it's very interesting. And so... Uh I'm wondering, is there a mistake that a lot of people do when yeah. they try to implement these kind of thing. things? Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: There are a lot of mistakes, uh, but I'll tell you some of the, the key ones to look out for. So the first biggest mistake people make is they focus too much on the information they want to convey mm-hmm. and not on the experience. So we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about that. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they just get out their slides or they write their bullets and they forget about the experience. So we've talked a little bit about that. The second thing that people do is that they plan the exact amount of time for the exact uh, time they're given. So let's just say, if you said, Victoria, I'm going to give you 10 minutes, I would then make the mistake of planning 10 minutes of content. But you never want to plan 10 for 10 or 20 for 20 because it makes you, number one, it makes you feel pressed. Mm -hmm. Like if I had a given, if you have a keynote or you have a TED talk and you have 18 minutes or an hour... You want to plan, I call it the 10% rule. So you always take off 10% of your time in your planning so that you have room to improvise. Mm. If you ask a question I didn't expect, mm. if if you feel like slowing down, an idea comes in. Mm. If Even if you're on a big stage, sometimes the speaker before you goes over and they come backstage and they go, could you cut 10 minutes? So what it does is completely changes your whole approach, hmm. both your, your psychology, your physicality, your mentality. Hmm. So if ever you're given a timeline, like if someone says, could you come and present? Like if Jeff were to say, to you come present for 20 minutes? You would take 10% off that time mentally minutes, yeah. and you plan for 18.
0: Interesting. Uh, don't you think for, for beginner speakers, it can be a bit stress uh, stressful for them because they will be like, okay, what happens? If uh, I finish before the timing is out, you know? If you
1: finish before the timing's out, you look like a total pro. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I agree. Because what happens is if someone gave you 20 minutes, you ended at 18, they'd be like, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually, that, that's that's a good point. I mean, nobody care if you finish yeah. a little bit earlier yeah, in, right? a, in a presentation, but they do care in if you conference. go over. Yeah, they absolutely. care a
1: lot. And the, even if one minute over, and the same thing with an audience. Like, if I'm hosting a workshop, let's say I'm doing an all-day workshop that goes from nine to five, mm. if I end a quarter to five, mm. they're like, "We're out early."
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> and she's so
1: well planned; what's it's inst- already done. What right? you
0: can do questions and answers too, if you want to? Yeah, I know you don't like it too much, but uh, you, well, you no, prefer no, no. to end on uh, so
1: so. That's the number three mistake, uh, okay. is you never want to end on a Q&A. Yeah. You never want to end on a Q&A. Never end on a Q&A. <laughs> never end on a QA. And I'll tell you why. Because one of three things will happen and none of them is good. Okay. Number one, there are too many questions. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it's this feeling of dissatisfaction, right? The audience mm. is like, I have a question. Number two, there are no questions. That's mm. really awkward. Mm. Right? And the speaker's like, any questions, anyone?
0: I, I had that once. It's a bit awkward. Right? Yeah.
1: And then you feel like a loser. Yeah. Or the worst is someone doesn't have a question. They just want to make you look bad. They want to prove their point. Oof. And they stand up and you've crafted this beautiful presentation and you leave it to chance. Either mm. too many questions, no questions, or someone pontificates and makes you look bad. Mm. So what you do, if you have to do a QA and a is you put it just before the end. So you do your whole constellation... Mm. And just before the end, you do the Q and A, and right after the Q and A, you say, "I'm going to end with my final quote, mm. my final story, mm. my final video, mm. but something that you control that brings back to the through line." Mm. Awesome. So you end with the inspiration that you want that audience to have. So you
0: see the you're still the guy, the pilot of the chip
1: Exactly, you control it. Okay.
0: Wow, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You're so Victoria. welcome. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We have a lot of amazing content here. So for people who want to go deeper, you have the, so we talk about it, a course. Yes. About it called uh, Rock, rock the, room. the Room. Rock the Room.
1: Rock the Room. In fact, rock. we have, it looks like this. That's, uh, that's the logo. You'll see that if you go to Rock the Room, it says Rock the Room on the hat here.
0: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people in the Mastermind group went uh, yeah. through it, and this thing—it's fantastic. I, is. I, I haven't followed it yet.
1: Yeah. Boo. Um, yeah, it has saved people. People say it's cut their prep time by fifty percent. Some say seventy percent. People say it's made them thousands of dollars. I have uh, Jason in our group said he's won multi-million dollar contracts using the strategies.
0: So there is an interview of Jason, uh, in this channel, you know, uh, Jason, he basically created a business from scratch and he sold it from for hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. uh, eight years after, yeah. after he created, So go check this video. And if he says it's good, it means it's, it's good. good. <laughs> and I, I also saw a um, testimonial from uh, Joe Polish, right?
1: Yep, Joe Polish. is. Yeah, Joe
0: Polish is a really famous entrepreneur marketer yeah. in the US. So yeah. really cool that uh, yeah. you have that. Yeah, awesome.
1: so it's it's really strong and there's a guarantee, so you can't lose.
0: Right, like it's like what, 14 days? It's
1: a 14-day guarantee. So it's completely worth it. I stand behind this product. I love it. People say it's fantastic and it is. Rock the room.
0: Well, 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 my intelligent rebels. Thank you for listening. You are still here, which means you are part of the 15% the 10%, the 5%, maybe the 2% of people who manage to listen until the end. So you are part of the most motivated listeners. Thank you for this and congrats. Now, would you like to share the love about this podcast if you like it? If yes, feel free to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. It will mean the world for me. Because it will motivate me to continue to create content to help you create your own adventure in life. And it will help spread the world and reach more intelligent rebels and help them also create their own adventure in life. Thank you in advance if you do it and see you soon. Bye bye.